Welcome back. Today I wanted to discuss with you all some of the news that was released a day or two after I recorded the latest podcast. We were discussing the leaks that were taking place with Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and how some of that was coming out, some of the content was leaked. Well, it seems like a day or two after the podcast was posted that Nintendo released another trailer with an announcement of a 1.1 patch that's going to be available on launch day. It's going to add a plethora of additional content along with some fixes, and we'll discuss some of that, as well as GTA, the trilogy, the definitive edition, and how the launch isn't going according to plan, or as much so as Rockstar would have liked it. Before we begin, I want to thank you all for tuning in again. If you're new here to the Would You Game It podcast, make sure you follow us on one of our social platforms. You always reach out to us at any time if you have any ideas on how we might be able to uh, add longevity to the uh, content we're providing here. Any ideas how we might improve that. We're always open, always looking to do that. And if you haven't followed us on one of our social platforms, we're on Instagram, Twitter. Just started a TikTok as well, opening some Pokemon cards over there if that's your sort of thing. If not, give us a follow. We might add some other content on there as well. But let's begin. Let's dive right into things. First, I wanted to discuss the GTA Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, and how it's had such a rocky start to its launch. Now, these are old PlayStation 2 and original Xbox games that are coming out, so I don't think anyone thought that these were going to live up to the, the standards that GTA 5 put out there. Look as clean play, as clean as that does. If you did, you really need to meter your expectations when some of these developers are putting it out. If they say it's like a completely remaster, then it might be at that level with it. But a this is more or less a re-releasing of old, those older games that were on the older consoles with a fresh coat of paint. They're tweaking some of the gameplay elements and making it easier to aim with some of those titles, making it so that they're more quality of life improvements textures stuff along those lines they didn't go from the ground up and remaster these to build it on the GTA GTA 5 engine which might have been better for fans in the long run but not for Rockstar because that probably would have taken quite a bit of time there so these are just they're the definitive edition of those games like an upscaling of it is not a remaster any way shape or form and going into it, I knew I'd heard beforehand there was going to be some issues with the licensing for some of the music that were in these titles. And that kind of kind of hit me kind of hard. The younger me remembers driving around and blaring the radio to some of those titles there. And they're just some iconic music. For instance, Tom Petty's Running Down a Dream. I have many a fond memory playing San Andreas, flying through that city, riding around in a car, going wide open, dodging through traffic. And I'm not going to have that anymore. Not to mention we don't have things like we used to have with the original Xbox. Where if you had CDs you would rip to the Xbox. At that point you could play your own soundtracks through the game. And I don't think that's available anymore. I know on the PS4 I don't believe there's an, an availability to even save uh, your, your music anymore. I think that stopped with the PS3. Correct me if I'm wrong here. But that's one of the limitations there. I, going in I, my heart sank a little bit for that. But... I have these rose-colored glasses for the titles. They were such fun titles when I was a younger man that I was going to go back through and play them. I will, still will, mind you. The technical uh, difficulties they're having, they're planning to patch post, uh, post-launch, post like with so many other things, a la Cyberpunk 2077 or No Man's Sky. They're going to patch it up, of course, but as it is at launch, it is just a terrible mess. 
the first thing, first and foremost, if you're playing on PC, you pretty much can't even play. There's a problem with a Rockstar launcher day one of the launch. And I don't think you could play anything at that point. There was just an issue with the launch and the compatibility of the game. So they had to start from the drawing board, take it down so they could patch something there. So that's the first thing. If you're playing on PC, you could even play these titles from the jump. And if you're on consoles, you could play them, but it's not a great experience. And they said that a lot of the problems coming in from the PC side of things, if I'm understanding correctly, stem from the fact that the tracks that were removed from the game's code are still there. The tracks are still there, but the game has it, it's set up where it will just skip over that one or not play that particular one on the radio for you. So that's part of the problem. And then we have some of the character models that are just ridiculous. Candy from Vice City looks like a freaking monster man if you see some of these screenshots you would question is this real or is this photoshop unfortunately these are real at this time until rockstar can do something about that if these are some of the things that they're going to fix and on the switch in particular i think switch up did a review of this there were a lot of pop in there's a lot of pop ins because they they increased the draw distance on these games where you can see more so you could see a lot of that pop in where the game, the cars, the animations for the characters walking down the street are are added in as you're driving along because you can see that greater distance and it just just demonstrates the the shortcomings of the that generation of hardware how it wasn't as powerful as our PS3s and PS4s they couldn't render up a whole city at a time and oftentimes even with some of our titles now on PS4 PS3 if they're not designed well you run into this problem as well. Cyberpunk 2077 had these problems at launch where you would be driving down the road. I remember one point I was sitting at a stoplight, sat there a good 10 seconds. Finally, this car popped in in front of me robbing this other car. It was it was very jarring, and it took me out of the uh, game. It was an immersion-breaking moment there for me. Like I said, with the GTA trilogy in general, I'm going to pick it up myself, but there's a lot of shortcomings with it. You've seen a lot of the memes out there if you're anywhere on social media. It is a mess. It is a mess. But for me, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to try it out, play it. And even though there is some of this pop-in and stuff, I imagine I'll have a good enough time with it. Granted, they really do need to come back and fix a lot of this mess. And I hate that we don't have a lot of the iconic music that we did have. There is an extensive list of music that has been removed. The music industry is one of the worst at at the uh, copyright game they really stink at or i guess the people who use it really stink at licensing for long term uh, i'm with movies and everything they they have a much longer time period or they renew more regularly with games it seems we a lot of times we're seeing a lot of games removed over music or anything so simple as that because they can't renew that license because the cost of it's too high or something along those lines it's it's discouraging, but I understand it because at the end of the day, that's somebody's intellectual property, something that someone has created that they deserve to be paid for, and there's no reason they shouldn't be. The contracts just for these need to be longer. And I know GTA has been released. All these titles were on Virtual Console before that, so some of these songs were removed before even the remaster came about. But at a $60 price point with all the bugs that are that are present, it really doesn't seem worth it. Uh, the only reason I'm going to pick it up is I have such fond memories of my childhood playing these. My sister and I played the uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City 
Vice City back in the day on the PlayStation 2, and we had such a good time with that. And I have fond memories of that, and just keep those memories of her alive playing that. It's just, it was fun to me, and for the longest time playing these games growing up, if you would have told me there was a story mode in this, I wouldn't have believed you because all I did was run around and cause chaos. Get my wanted level up to six if I could and see what all I could do to create havoc in these cities. So I'll pick these up. I'll play through them again. They're not very extensive games. For the price of $60, you can't beat it. It's about 15 hours for, for number three in Vice City. And I think San Andreas is about double that time, closer to 40. Because it's a much more expansive map that you have there to explore. Much more you can do, much more missions. And I, like I said, I just had such fond memories of these games when I was a younger man that I'll pick them up despite the shortcomings. And I know that a patch will come that will remedy most of these, at least the game-breaking bugs here. But you can tell, if nothing else, that Rockstar really pushed this game out in a hurry. This game was put out... Now, we heard about it, what, a month or two ago? And then all of a sudden, it's ready to launch. It's like they just added all three of the versions that were already available on the uh, the storefronts, the PSN and Xbox Live. Maybe added a little bit of extra text there. I mean, there are even developer notes in, uh, in the code that, like, uh, I'm not going to say exactly what they said on to keep my language uh, more appropriate family friendly but they basically this is the uh they said this crap doesn't work play the text on screen anyway to uh show that this is happening it's just man why would you why would you uh do it that quickly and just rush it out there granted this is the only original or not original this is the only title that grant that uh rockstar has released in the last couple of years besides Red Dead Redemption 2. After that, there were several Grand Theft Auto Online expansions that were released, but I don't count those, so they spent a lot of time there developing that. I don't see why they couldn't have polished this turret a little bit more before they pushed it out here. Honestly, it's, it. it's going to be fun time. If if you remember these titles, there are going to be some jarring moments that you are just going to say, wow, did that really happen? Yes, yes, they did. But you will enjoy them if you grew up with these titles or just have a fondness for the Grand Theft Auto titles in general and the chaos that you can bring about in those titles. For me, one of the big quality of life improvements that I like is the free aiming that came about in San Andreas. Before San Andreas, there was a lock-on system that you had to use and trying to target people was a joke. And that was that was one of those... Yeah, at the time we didn't know any better but looking back I'm like how did we get around this this is just kind of nuts to me granted you could target anybody and I think uh, use black and white buttons on the original Xbox to cycle through targets but regardless it was just it was a bit jarring at the time and it's good to see that they've improved that at the absolute least can't wait to play some of these titles myself I'm probably going to try to pick it up at Walmart eventually something like that but it's I was looking forward to these so much, and then I just kept hearing bad news about it. I'm not going to let it get me down or deter me from playing them, but it might, someone else who isn't as fond of the older titles or have never played those might look at this and say, why would I waste my money on that? And in the end, Rockstar did themselves a disservice by ensuring that it's not going to sell as many copies as they could just because they didn't take the additional time to ensure that it was at the appropriate level of quality that we have come to expect from them upon the release date. If anything, those Rockstar games might have a few bugs in them. They might be a bit janky at times, but overall, they're 
quality experiences that we look forward to. Look back at looking back at Red Dead Redemption 2, there were moments in it, there were some bugs there, but overall it was a fantastic title that I have yet to finish to this day. We can only wait and see what Rockstar actually goes about and does with this title post-launch, how well they actually patch it up, and what level of detail is actually taken with this. Hopefully they do a better job than they did originally the time around, but nonetheless we're gonna, we got what we got, we got the uh, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the Definitive Collection, and that is a mouthful of a title at that. But anyways, moving on to Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Ever since the Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire titles released on the 3DS, it seems the Pokemon Company has given us an opportunity to gain a lot of the legendaries that we could not get in older titles. So post-game for Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you can get a bunch of the legendaries, and they eventually did like a, a year of Pokemon legendaries as well, where you could get all the legendaries throughout the year. They gave those out in code form. I think they were GameStop every month. But they gave you in-game, without any patches or anything, the ability to go out and just hunt some of these older legendary Pokemon. Like, you could get Ho-Oh, Lugia, you could get you could get Palkia, Dialga, Giratina. You could get basically any box art legendary, any of the legendaries in any of those games, like the Uxie, Mesprit, and Azelf as well. Post-game, you did that in Pokemon uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire by taking to the skies, going to specific locations once you had the Eon Flute. And it's just been a running theme ever since then. If we look forward to uh, Sword and Shield, what they did, or let's, we skipped over uh, the uh, Sun and Moon series. In the Sun and Moon series, it wasn't, I don't think it was in the first one, but in the second one, Ultra Sun and Ultra Sun Moon, what you could do is they had wormholes that you could travel to, and the further you went, and depending on the specific color, you could encounter specific legendaries that were in those games. Of course, there were version-specific, so you got one in one game, the other in another. For instance, Hobo one game, Lugia in the other. If you get them both on your team and travel to one of those wormholes, you could get Celebi, maybe. I'm not 100% certain. Don't quote me on that. And then we jump forward to Sword and Shield, and the Crown Tundra was dedicated basically to recapturing all of those legendaries that you might not have anymore or might not have brought forward to this current generation. So they've done this over and over over the last couple of years. And in the most recent trailer that we actually got regarding Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, we see that you're actually going to be able to do something very similar to this in those titles by using items that you might gain in the underground. And what is really cool to me is if you look at the items that you get, they look like a Game Boy they're like colored and like some of them are colored and some of them are not like they are a Game Boy cartridge and the others are Game Boy Advance cartridges depending on the Pokemon you're catching like uh, Rayquaza is a emerald colored Pokemon Game Boy Advance cartridge so that's paying homage to uh, Pokemon Emerald which had the box art legendary as Rayquaza there so that we can see that they're going to be bringing a lot of these back I think they showed Mewtwo as well Giratina will be available from what I've read online as well. There's going to be a lot of these 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 Pokemon, these legendaries just like you could in the in the previous titles. So it's nice to know that they're actually bringing a lot of this back keeping with the current theme of things. And it seems that what they told us about it being a one for one reproduction of the original 
is not exactly true as we do have this post-game content added on as well. And that is to be expected from anybody who's kept track of the games in the last couple of years. If you've played any of the titles, you know that they typically do this. It adds another element. It keeps people playing their games. And then it also helps you as the trainer to complete some of your Pokedex entries that you might not have had. Especially if you're jumping in as a newer trainer and haven't had the opportunity to play those older titles like some of us have. You might not have been around when they did the global distribution and gave out all of the legendaries from Meloetta all the way up to Mew. But you could still catch a lot of those Pokemon in these titles. And I think that may be why they're doing a lot of it. And it also helps them to bolster their competitive scene if they're people who are getting into that scene and they're new. Even though Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are not going to be the focal point of competitive. As the Pokemon Company has told us that they're going to stick with Sword and Shield as the main title to hold competitive matches in. I have to believe that there's going to be some point that we will be able to transfer our games from Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl over to Sword and Shield. And that's kind of strange if for no other reason than it's not happened before. Typically, if there's a newer title that comes out, it takes the place of an older title as the new uh, space for the, the competitive scene. So if uh, once... Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon came out. Sun and Moon weren't being used anymore for the competitive scene. There were Pokemon in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Moon moves that were in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon that were not available in the base game of Sun and Moon. If for no other reason than those games aren't compatible with that, that is the reason for that. And what might be driving a lot of this change is the fact that the Switch is much more capable of connecting to the internet. You're much more easily able to just download a patch that would add that additional Pokedex entries. Uh, they could update the game to add additional moves that might not have been available, or they could have just streamlined Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and cut some of those moves. We don't exactly know. The official release date for that game, those games, is this Friday, and we'll have to wait and see what actually takes place. It'll be interesting nonetheless. Like I said, if this is a first for Pokemon, going backwards instead of forward, for the competitive scene and just having all this additional content just adds longevity to the game after all the one qualm i will give you is i and my daughter is supposed to be getting brilliant diamond she tried to uh change that up on me the other day and get pearl uh, i'll let her get whatever she wants to be honest with you i'll pick the other one and i can always play through at a later time or anything like that on a different switch or on my own switch just play as a different different version of it the one thing, like I said, is one thing is in years past how they typically did it is if there were a trio of Pokemon, then one would be in one version, one would be in the other. And what you would need to do is trade the other version's Pokemon over to your version and then encounter it with that one. So for instance, uh, if we had a Zelf and Uxie in two different games, a Zelf and Brilliant Diamond, Uxie and Shining Pearl, what would need to happen is you would trade over the the Azelf to Brilliant Diamond and have that and the Uxy there. And then you would go to a specific location and be able to uh, encounter Mesprit. Same with the Legendary Dog, same with the trio of birds. What they seem to have done in this one is they are including in Brilliant Diamond, you're going to be able to catch the dogs. The Roaming Dogs will be available there. In Shining Pearl, you will be able to catch the bird trio. 
They have uh, Ho-Oh and Brilliant Diamond, Lugia, and Shiny Pearl. I, I kind of wish they would have put one of each in each game or gave an option where you could, which we don't know yet, because you're going to use these items in, from the underground to encounter these Pokemon. I'm hoping you'll be able to transfer items over, send them on a Pokemon you trade, and then maybe I can pop the one for the doggos and Pearl and capture them there, and then I can do the same for my daughter, trade her the item, and she can go and get the legendary birds there. Because I, the legendary birds are cool and all, but I'm more of a fan of the doggos, in my opinion. It's just good to see that we weren't given the whole truth there. There is more to the game that's going to come about. And I, for one, can't wait to get my hands on these titles on Friday. I'm going to be playing these and trying to make it through the game as quickly as possible. I may try to do a Nuzlocke because I do have a capture device for my Switch. I can uh, upload that data uploaded to youtube might try to do some kind of nuzlocke there and just see how that goes see if we can get some some growth out of the channel out of that as well let me know what you think about that but that's all i had for today uh, thank you guys for tuning in give us a give us a follow on in one of our socials let us know what we can do to improve the experience all around thank you and hope you guys enjoy